0: All right, y'all we've got another change journals coming your way i'm excited about this one because um ann b say is uh, uh, someone that i'm i'm learning to call my friend um we we kind of uh think a lot alike and i love how ann journals you can find ann on her platform at annbsay.com we're gonna have a link in the show notes and ann thanks for joining us on your vacation at Hilton Head. Thanks for interrupting that.
1: Thanks, Tracy. I'm glad to be here.
0: So, tell us a little bit about what people are going to find when they come hang out with you at anBC.com
1: Oh, yeah. Well, um, a little bit of, of quirky humor, definitely <laughs> off the bat. Um, and just a lot of me, a lot of being real. Um, we definitely like to say that we help people make sense of yesterday, see clearly today and catch a vision for tomorrow. So, uh, we look authentically at life. Love
0: it. And I love the work you're doing and I'd invite anybody to subscribe to your email list because, um, um, yeah, I love the videos that you do with your husband. Those are fun. (laughs) Thank you. So let's dive into your journaling practice. Uh, When did you begin uh, a journaling habit?
1: Oh, wow. You know, way back um, when I was just a little girl, I I remember having one of those little pink journals that had the little flap and you could lock it with the little special key. (laughs)
0: Yeah, those locks work so
1: well, right? Yeah, not so much. <laughs> um, but that's when I started. It was just when I was a little girl with one of those things from the 5 and 10 store.
0: What, what was your motivation? Do you remember? What, w- w- like, you know, as we're adults, often we have a problem we want to solve. But when you're a child, was that your motivation or did you just want to, I mean, what was the point?
1: Oh, gosh, that is such a great question. Um, I will say I did have a motivation. I probably wasn't aware of it at the time, but I was um, emotionally isolating. Mm. And journaling, looking back, journaling gave me an opportunity to process what was happening to me every day, which wasn't pretty all the time. Mm. Um, And it gave me a place to... To just process and ask questions.
0: Well, first, I'm I'm very sorry you had uh, such a a, a a difficult childhood. Um, I know you know this, but that whatever happened to you that was painful probably should never have happened. Mm. And I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, thank you.
0: Um. So as an adult, uh, as, as you've kind of either did let me make sure I get this right. Did you end up coming back to journaling as an adult or have you always journaled since you were that little girl with the, the pink journal?
1: You know, I haven't always journaled. I think I okay. stopped journaling in college. Um, and I think it was when I met my husband, my first husband, and got married and started having babies. And every mom out there knows that when you start having babies, stuff like journaling, it doesn't happen. So there was probably, oh gosh, almost 20 years that I didn't journal, 15 to 20 years that I I didn't. And I do remember the day I walked into a bookstore and bought a journal again and knew it was time to start. What was that like? It was very freeing. It was like, it was like going into a hardware store and and seeing the hammer that you knew you needed you know for this project i knew that i i actually i tracy i had just dropped my children off on at the airport to fly back south to see their dad and life wasn't going very well so i stopped by the mall just to grab a coffee and walk around catch my breath and walked into the bookstore and sat down with my brand new journal and just started writing. It was exactly what I needed at that time. How frequently did you write after that first day? Oh, probably that in the beginning, probably two or three times a week. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Um, At what point did you notice that that hammer was working in your life?
1: (laughs) Can we be real?
0: (laughs) Please, that's, that's one of the things.
1: That's why I dig you, sister. I noticed that journaling was working again when I stopped writing profanity mm. for each day. When it started to shift from the negative slime that was coming out of my mouth to, okay, what are you going to do now? going forward when when that shift happened i knew that things were happening in my life so you needed to
0: just get rid of some negative emotions what were the emotions do you think
1: (laughs) can you name them um frustration was a big one disappointment at my own decisions that i had made Mm. fear over the immediate future um Is that enough? Confusion from a faith perspective. Where was God in all this? Hmm. Why was this happening? If God was real, how was I going to get a hold of him? Hmm.
0: And did it kind of did it happen gradually looking back at those journal entries or did you just kind of go, oh, wait a minute. I've shifted from venting to the next thing.
1: It was I think it was a pretty quick process. I still have that journal, by the way. And um, if you hear that I've passed away, would you please get it before my children can find it? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have people with strict orders, find that thing and get rid of it. Um, But I save it, I guess, because it's testimony, you know, it's testimony to progress. But it was a pretty quick, I think it was a pretty quick process. What happened in my life shifted very rapidly after that. Um, In the next six months, you know, there was major transition. And a lot of that um, stuff that was in my life that was sort of that spiral of death um, was, turning, you know, and becoming a spiral
0: of life. Do you know which one fed the other? Were circumstances changing that we were, so your journal entries were changing, or was it vice versa or all of
1: the above? I think it was all of the above. And mm-hmm. it was, um, you know, I, I just really believe that God hears the prayers in our heart and paraphrases them. And, you know, it's like, well, I know what you really meant, Anne, and so I'm going to give you what you really meant. And in, in this whole cry of, you know, just looking for clarity and, and trying to stop the drowning cycle in my life, um, God met me in that place. And he met me hearing my voice as a 19 and 20-year-old telling people about the goodness of God's love. And when when I heard that voice in my head, I felt like really God had shown up, had answered my prayer and shown up and was going, Okay, now you're really going to meet my goodness because things couldn't be worse than they are right now. And we're going to move you into a season where there's life and hope and a vision for tomorrow.
0: Wow, that's powerful, Anne.
1: What does your practice look like
0: right now?
1: Oh, Tracy, it's just gotten even better. (laughs) (laughs) I have discovered that journaling has become, for me, a two-way conversation with the Lord. So, moving from a little girl who was asking questions like... um, why is this happening to me, then moving to um, an adult who says, God, what do you think of me? They're saying this, what do you think of me? And and allowing him to speak through my journaling hand, it's Mm. become a conversation instead of a place to get rid of all that stuff that's in my head.
0: Oh, wow. How frequently do you journal nowadays? Pretty much every day. What
1: pretty, happens pretty when?
0: What happens when you miss a, a session or three? Like, do you take time off for vacation?
1: <laughs> I don't. I hmm. am very partial to my morning time, so hmm. I still get up very early. Even here at Hilton Head, I get up very early, <laughs> hmm. and if I miss a day. Um, it's almost like a sense of loss because when you frame this in in terms of a conversation, in terms of a relationship, a dialogue, and you're, you're living with someone, you know, your spouse or your mom or your kids, and can you imagine being in the house with them for a whole day or two and not talking? It's just, it's awkward in a sense. So I, at the very least, I will simply say, you know, good morning, Lord, what's on your mind today? What's on your heart for me today? At the very least, there's that question. Mm. And then it may extend into, you know, my work for the day, you know, here's what's on my to-do list. What do you think is the most important thing I should get done today? Mm. How long does that usually take you? Mm. In between 15 and 30 minutes. depends how quickly I can get quiet.
0: Oh, what do you mean by that?
1: Oh, my mind is always going in 10 different directions. So the first thing I have to do, Tracy, is just quiet my thoughts. And so I kind of, um, I have a, a quiet place I go to in my mind. Sometimes it looks like the beach When I'm all alone there, sometimes it might look like a hammock up on the side of a lake. But I go there in my mind. I just imagine myself there. And um, on my way, as I walk to the hammock, I just put down my to-do list. I put down my my books. I put down my... In my mind, I'm putting Mm -hmm. all these things down so that by the time I get to my little hammock, I just come... I come with a clean slate. I come with a clean mind, so if I can get there in a few minutes, um, you know then the conversation can start quicker. Sometimes, I play a song just to get my mind on something else other than my to do list.
0: Oh, see that I love the 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 idea of that and and i I have Alexa set up to start some music, nice. but the minute I grab my phone. To find a song to play, the song I'm done. I'm just <laughs> done. Wow. Um, okay. Name three tools that you feel like you just have to have in order to execute your 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 practice every day.
1: Ah. Uh, okay. The first one is always I have to have that quiet place I can go to in my mind. I have to have that scene, so to speak. Um. After that. My journal and a pen. And are and you just, picky about your pen and your notebooks and stuff or whatever? I I am. I like I like pens that write smoothly. Um, yeah. I don't think I have pretty handwriting. You know, some people they have pretty handwriting. I didn't get that gene. But there are, <laughs> there are pens that, that I like that, that I write well. My chiropractor has a good stock of them, so I'm apt to grab one on my
0: way out the door. Oh, nice. Uh, I like so it. So
1: I like, I like my pen and I like my journals. My journals can be those composition notebooks, you know, yeah. from school. You can get them in the fall for a, a penny each. Um, and and those, they look cool. Oh, yeah, they make them so pretty now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So those are probably my first tools, having a quiet place and then having my just my pen and my journal. And then the third thing I would say is just a, a scripture verse to help mm. focus, you know, just something. I love reading through Psalms and Proverbs because it's easy to grab just a line or two. You know, right now I'm, I'm pretty hung up on Psalm 23, you know, Mm, my cup runs over. And when I think about that, it's like, well, it can only run, you know, can only overflow if I'm standing still and I'm being quiet. Otherwise Mm. it's spilling over. If I'm running around, I'm spilling all over the place. It's messy.
0: Yeah we We use psalm twenty three as kind of a funeral dirge <laughs> dirge thing, but it's really a celebration of 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 our relationship
1: with God isn't it it is yeah. it is so having a scripture verse like my cup runs over just something to start from yeah.
0: uh I haven't done this in a while, but I've filled up uh two small notebooks um uh, rewriting different verses in Psalms, starting at the beginning, and oh my goodness, Eugene Peterson's version, um, the Message, it gives me—I mean, it—it just—it's delightful until it's not, and then it's like, oh my goodness, there's some deep stuff. David, David struggled, and he was, you know, he was God's chosen, and man. If that dude had a rough life, then it's like, oh, it's okay if I struggle too, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. I love how often he says, yet I will. Yet I will. Yet I know. Because he's very open with his feelings. Mm -hmm. But he always says, okay, this is how I feel. But I know. Yet I know this. And he stands on what he knows over what he feels.
0: He gets after God sometimes, too. And every single time but one, he ends with a praise. Every Mm -hmm. psalm except one, and then one is just, it's like about halfway through, and it's just real depressing. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember which one it is, but oh, you know it when you see it, right? Yeah, yeah. So, what in, what encouragement or advice do you have someone who's uh, uh, s- struggling uh, with a journaling practice or quieting their mind
1: or any of the things that you can struggle with? Wow, you know, there's a couple simple things that people can do. Uh, one of the first things that helped me just explore this more was um, realizing that. God desires to speak to me, and his word is the primary way he speaks, but he can speak to us through our soul, through our mind and our emotions. He can speak to us through a song. He can, I love this, um, one pastor I heard says he can speak to you on the label of a ketchup bottle. You know, he's just, he's always speaking. So opening ourselves up to the fact that he can speak in any way he chooses to speak and that's very scriptural. Mm. The other thing is um he can speak through pictures and and words that that can pop up in my in our minds. Once I asked the Lord, what do you think of me? And I saw a surfboard. Like you got the wrong girl. No, <laughs> I, I think that's surf. I think that's right. So sometimes pictures and words um and then and and then just being aware that he knows our thoughts before we think them so go with that very first quest that very first thought that comes into your mind before you quit answering the question if i say to the lord what do you think of me right now the first thing i usually hear is i love you so much and i hear mm-hmm. that before i'm even done answering the question So we really want to pay attention to those first thoughts and then test the fruit. Is it good? If it's not good, ask him a question again. (laughs) Okay, how do you test the fruit? Well, God's thoughts towards us are always loving. They're always encouraging. They always point to a good future for us. They they reflect his heart towards us. So if if I'm struggling with um, self doubt, which as you, my friend, know I do occasionally, me too, sister. Then and I think God, what are you thinking of me? And I hear something like, "Well, if you would just stay off of Facebook more often," <laughs> you know. Does that feel like love? Does that encourage me? Does that make me feel like his presence is just wrapped around me? Not so much. Not so much. And and I always, like I say, I always hear God say, I love you. I just I just want the best for you. So then I say, well, what can I do to partner with you to bring the best for me? What's one thing I can do today?
0: Hmm. Wow. That's pretty powerful, Anne. And you that's know, that's that's not the God that so many of us grew up hearing about. Oh, it's not
1: the God I grew up hearing about.
0: Yeah.
1: I've yeah. I've met a Jesus I didn't know growing up. But yeah. that's that's okay. We all have to find him. And so, just to kind of
0: wrap up in a nutshell, your, your journaling helps you sift through what's in your own mind versus God's truth.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I think it can course correct my thinking so I can see things from his perspective.
0: Mm. Well, thanks for your time. Uh, I want to give people an opportunity to, uh, hear more from from you how does how does somebody uh sign up for your email list and how frequently can they hear from you and what kind of stuff will you will you share
1: with them oh gosh you know tracy my website is the best way to get a hold of me Um, from my website you can find my newsletter and in our newsletter my husband does it with me you can hear from us about four times a month each week. We try to communicate on Mondays. And my goal is that that email you get from me is the one you can't wait to open. So it is, I promise, it is a vault of, a vault of good stuff, a vault of resources. I'm not sending you stuff to tell you all about me. Um, my husband, Terry, and I Deepest passion is to help people get traction in their faith in life, whether it's by listening to the Reboot podcast, or checking out a book that we read and and why we found that it was super helpful for us. We try to share really helpful resources with our audience, and it all starts with the website.
0: Yeah, well, I'm enjoying your your emails a lot, and uh, I'm so glad that uh, that I know you, Anne. And uh, we'll see you around the interwebs, my friend. Thank you, ma'am. All right, that's another edition of the Change Journals, an inside look at how Anne B. Say uh, runs her journaling practice. We're going to catch you next time. I'm Tracy Winchell.